take thou authority to preach the gospel. Indeed, I look upon all the world as my parish. Hello, and welcome to our latest edition of Field Preachers. This is Rachel Gilmore, your host, hoping you had a blessed Christmas and Happy New Year. I know it's crazy. It's been very atypical uh, because of this pandemic, but my hope is that you had some time to connect with God and that you are looking forward to hope and light and change in 2021 as much as I am. Um, I wanted to take a few minutes here in my very first podcast of the new year to tell you about one of the trainings I'm most excited about this year, because in 2020, along with the pandemic, we also saw more of the tragic and senseless murders of people like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. And as um, churches started to wake up to this reality that Black Lives Matter is real, that racism is embedded, it's systemic racism and all the structures of our society, including the church, we here at Pathway at Discipleship Ministries wanted to do something to help all of you out there who want to learn more and grow and also be challenged to act and to change and to reform the church to have the resources and tools with which to do so. So this Decolonizing the Church training webinar is our um, resource that we're offering to you guys. You can sign up and register to participate online with teams of up to 10 people. So make it a Lenten study for your whole church, right? It starts February 18th, ends March 18th. It's only five weeks, five hours from 1 to 2 p.m. Central time, but we'll also have resources, videos, articles, things you can read in between to continue to go deeper and an opportunity for cohort discussions. You can talk to other um, pastors or planters or judicatory leaders uh, in between to hold each other accountable as as to how this webinar is informing you and changing the approach that you want to take moving forward so we can be more anti-racist um, and decolonizing as we start new faith communities and ministries. Now, what do I mean about that? You know, if we're honest, most of the new faith communities that we've started in America um, are colonial. And what we mean is, uh, you know, the same as we saw in both the Catholic and Protestant churches as they came to America and they tried to, you know, convert. It started like with the indigenous people, right? Like all the Native American boarding schools, also known as the Indian residential schools in the 19th and 20th century, where um, Catholics and others would come in and say, this is how you have to wear your hair. This is the language you will talk. These are the clothes that you will wear, causing great harm and damage, you know, separating some of these precious indigenous children from their families to reform them and Christianize them in ways that were toxic and unhealthy and um, totally caused trauma on the part of those that they were seeking to minister to in very unhealthy and distorted ways. Um, And then you look at even in early America with slavery and on the plantations, you know, if you were permitted to attend Sunday worship, then the master of the plantation would bring in the preacher who would just preach, you know, be obedient to your masters and, you know, slavery is your reality. And when they would try to sing spirituals, they would be punished for it, right? Because it wasn't the way that you would sing to God in this Protestant faith. And so it just caused so much harm. And we're still doing it today. So often in church planting or when we start new ministries, we say, all right, community, all right, neighbors, all right, brothers and sisters, 
this is who God is. This is the version of the Bible that you will read because it is the best one. This is the order of worship for Sundays, which worship has to happen on Sundays, right? And um, these are the songs that we will sing. And this is the way the sanctuary will be set up. And we will worship in a sanctuary because that's where it's done. And this is what Bible studies will look like. And, and so we force and we oppress faith on people, not realizing that God has been active in that community way before we arrived and that God can use and shape our own culture our own experiences um, to help us connect with God in powerful ways. So anyways, this, this training, Decolonizing the Church, is our attempt to name that. We're bringing in some incredible scholars. I'm so excited, guys, and local practitioners, church planters, and pastors um, to honestly look at this issue of racism in the church. And in a denomination where, you know, in the UMC in America, I think it's like 90% of Methodists in the U.S. are white. And so that is a problem. And that names for anyone listening in here that we have work to do when it comes to decolonizing the church. So week one, we're going to talk about the theology of racism and how we have used, you know, scripture and theology to to create this hierarchy or structure where some people are discriminated against are less than, um, and the sin of that, the error of that. And then week two, we're going to talk about embodied racism, how we see that in the structures of the church and society around us. Um, the speakers that week, I'm so excited. Uh, Brian Bantam, uh, Dr. Brian Bantam uh, from Garrett, who I was at Duke with his wife, Gail, who is amazing and leading Quest Church um, on the West Coast. Anyways, Brian's going to be there. He's phenomenal. Brandon Wrencher, who's a planter in um, North Carolina at the Good Neighbor Movement. They'll be talking to us about embodied racism. Then we're going to look at racism in the United Methodist Church and the history of that. Um, and, you know, one of our speakers, we have panelists, at least two speakers every week, two to three. Um, but someone I'm super excited to hear about on week three is Reverend Mark Salvation, who is the first pastor of color to ever be appointed um, at Historic St. George's in Philadelphia. So we're going to name, we're going to talk about what happened when Richard Allen and Mary Hoosier and others went to kneel and to pray at the altar. All they wanted to do was pray and worship. And the trustees pulled them out um, because of the color of their skin. And, you know, Richard Allen left and walked and Mother Bethel AME Church was formed because of the racism inherent in the Methodist Episcopal Church at the time. So anyways, we'll look at that on week three. Week four, we're going to talk about decolonizing church planting, what that means, how we do that. And we're going to hear from some other incredible speakers like um, Dr. Edgardo Colon Emmerich, who was one of my instructors and mentors. We actually worshiped together at Reconciliation UMC in Durham when I was at Duke. So he'll be there with some other planters, Tyler Sitt, Jasper Peters. Um, week five, we're going to talk about anti-racism in the church. And again, you'll hear from incredible folks like um, Hannah Bonner, who has been such a prophetic voice in her ministry in Texas, now in Arizona. And then obviously with her um, role in in being an ally and amplifying the voice for those uh, speaking out for the senseless death and uh, murder of Sandra Bland as well. So anyways, great people, great topics. You don't want to miss this. And if you have any questions uh, for me or want to know more or figure out how to register, I'll try to put the link below where this podcast is posted, but feel free to email me. I love your emails at rgilmore, G-I-L-M-O-R-E, at umcdiscipleship.org. All right, guys, thanks again for joining us and tune in next week for another edition of Field Preachers. Field Preachers podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. 
visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.